Do you want a microphone, Thorfinn? A microphone is meant to record. Why do you need it? What do you intend to record? Uh, a podcast? What podcast? Uh, so- something like the Joe Rogan podcast? Listen to me, my son. You have no podcast. The only thing that matters is the Talk No Jutsu podcast. Yo! Hey, what's going on? Uh, what's up? My name is Steven. My name is Dylan. Um, we're starting our podcast called Talk No Jutsu. No Jutsu. Talk, Talk No Jutsu podcast. We'll be talking a lot about um, just anime in general. Uh, anime. That Manga. we like. Weird uh, fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking a lot about anime and like stuff that we like. Um, just pretty much just having a conversation with us and taking some of our hot takes because I definitely know I have a shit ton of hot takes. You got takes. a hot enough take to burn your toaster. Um, <laughs> but I do want to start it off because I know this, this episode isn't going to be about this subject, about this specific anime. But I've been dying to ask you this question. Hit it. What are your thoughts on JJK? JJK? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We don't episode, we don't have this to. This episode get it. is not about jujutsu. Right, right, right. But Which, I'm gonna lay it down. For yeah, you. I don't I don't need to know all the details because we're gonna leave it for another episode. Yeah. But I want to know your thoughts because I and and I'll give some insight. Last time I heard you trying out JJK, mm-hmm. the first time I put jjk on you was when we were at the shop yeah yeah and then i put the clip of from season one with sukuna against gojo yeah and i give you a little glimpse of what what the show is a little bit about you ended up watching the show yeah you tell me you're a couple episodes in yeah and then next thing i know on instagram (laughs) (laughs) i see six volumes that you just purchased like asap yeah and then I, i must and then you tell me that you finished season one did you finish season one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you jumped onto the movies yet or not yet? I just started the zero. So so you're in the movie? Yeah. You're currently watching the movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. So uh, as of season one, I want to know a little bit of your thoughts on it before, like without, without getting into detail because obviously we're going to leave that for another episode. It's not my favorite. It's got all the elements that I think make a really good manga or anime it's got action pieces it's got good backstories it's got emotional stuff it's got a good character characters um cool action etc but damn it's something that i would watch twice or read twice because i'm so effing confused about how (laughs) any of it works yeah yeah yeah, yeah, because you know it's a bit like how slow naruto and different things had to start where they were like we have to teach you what this jutsu is we have to teach you how these scrolls work we have to teach you how this you know clone shadow right. this we have to teach you how shadow you know right it's like oh this is a curse but also this is curse but that's curse but that's reverse curse yeah. but then it's a curtain and i'm like what the yeah, f- yeah, is going yeah. on like it's not that it doesn't make sense and it's not really cool yeah it's just that i feel like once applied it makes a little bit of sense yeah but explained it's like what the it fuck? got to the point where I was just like, "I'll." It's a Christopher Nolan movie. I'll understand this later, but right yeah. now I'm in it for the ride. Yeah, because I was like, I understand that this is how the curses come about, but then there's things that 
uh, I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm like, okay, this is a human. And then I'm like, is that a panda? <laughs> <laughs> is that a panda? <laughs> okay, cool. Panda. I'll roll with it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's a robot. And I'm just yeah. like, hold the phone. <laughs> oh, Mekamaru? That is so Mekamaru. Yeah, that yeah, is Mekamaru. so cool. Rewind that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all good shows, like it's not going to be exposition dumped. Like yeah. the panda will be explained six episodes later. Right, right, right. And right. then it'll really be explained later. four episodes yeah, yeah. later. For real. So I, I, I am enjoying it though. Okay. I, it's not something that I'm with everyone else and I'm just like, I got Gojo painted on my ass. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that it, it's got style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll. I'm, I'm super excited to revisit this conversation because I'm pretty sure. I hit it next i probably next time when we talk about it you have either finished the movie and started season two and or started season two you just finished it and or yeah or just finish it overall and i cannot wait to hear your new response to it because yeah. i can only i can only say that the explanations to it all they don't get any easier. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get any easier. It's going to just be more. But it's, it's more confusing. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a little bit more confusing, uh, at least the curse part of it. Mm. But um, I think the story just gets way better. It escalates so quickly in season two. Yeah. And I think the movie does a really, really good job to like bridge that. So I'm glad that you actually ended up watching the movie after watching season one. I, I, we talked about this a lot on uh, my other podcast, Extra Butter, about letting things actually grow, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the first season, but it's not going to be the end all of what it is. Like, you got to let it go. So mm -hmm. I'm like, even if things are a little jarring or confusing or not the best, like, you got to let it get its legs. Mm -hmm. So then by, like, season two or three, like, it's, it's gas pedal, you know? Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. There's an exception for certain shows and things that, like, from the jump, have their style and it's just perfected somehow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i yeah i'm looking forward to it it's yeah. cool so far do you get the do you get to see all the naruto references oh the, i the that's one of the my favorite things about it is the number of references to other uh mangas and animes like yu yu Hakushu, mm -hmm. him talking about making a rasengan and yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel, I feel like both i like uh, it and this, these are the only ones that i've been able to like pick up from but i think jjk both jjk and my hero do a really good job at like adding not only anime references yeah. but like outside of anime like pop culture world. animes yeah outside uh pop culture references yeah so so well to, in that. to like real movies and yeah in life and um they're like oh did i hear that right like is yeah. that is that what i think it is okay cool, did he cool. watch a lot of the rings <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i think uh what was the other part of um of jjk i think the the one thing that i was that i'll, I'll end it with that i knew that you'll kind of like is because they have the same team system as naruto yeah yeah and i thought that was like i thought that was interesting that they went with that approach but i feel like every shonen yeah has that like uh yeah. vibe of like three and then the leader and then the leader is kind of op it's almost like making like sister series like mm -hmm. uh, where it's like okay if you love this you're gonna like this too because uh -huh. a lot of the setup is the same way it's gonna teach you the same way right because a lot of series like naruto or even like things like harry potter they usually have a person in there that is the audience mm -hmm. as a proxy for the audience where like he doesn't know anything so he's learning it with you mm -hmm. so you're not doing the exposition dump 
and you're not trying to like dumb it down right. it's like hey he's <clears throat> learning but meanwhile you are yeah so you can get the hang of it yeah that's how UG feels mm -hmm. is that he doesn't know anything he's an idiot yeah so yeah, you yeah. have to learn it that's how Naruto feels yeah and a yeah. lot of other yeah mm -hmm. shonen and other animes are, mm -hmm. are like that where you get a certain character that you follow and you're just like all right i'm gonna learn about this world through him yeah because otherwise you ain't gonna have anything to ground yourself you know i agree i agree and then uh i'll guess i'll just i'll finish it just because i know we're gonna revisit this conversation when we start talking about the show <laughs> who's your favorite character so oh far yeah out of season one you know Oh my gosh it's so funny because if there was like a, the word cool in the dictionary yeah. now comes with a picture of gojo yeah yeah, yeah no for there's sure. no effing way yeah, no, 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 no. And, like he is definitely the pinnacle of like cool swag it's gojo Just, with glasses yeah. gojo with a blindfold gojo with it doesn't eyes. matter what you put him in the eye and his fucking yeah. you can obstruct his vision or not he's still yeah. cool he's still cool <laughs> uh Again, like similar things, it reminds you of Kakashi. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was just so cool. Had a certain style against authority, mm -hmm. you know. But he was strong. He was righteous. But my favorite is um, uh, can you remember her name? Nobara, the uh, the one with the nails. Yes, and the hammer. Nobara. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, her style is really funny. She has the like these great comedic moments. Yeah, and I I always appreciate that because when you get stories like. Like jujitsu, there's so much darkness in it. Yeah. So yeah. I love that they're they're always adventurous enough to be like, let's throw in some jokes, some mm -hmm. humor, some lightness to show that like there's a little bit of a breakup of this heaviness, you yeah. know. I like uh Nora's cool. Nah, I wouldn't yeah. say like it's my favorite favorite, but definitely she's cool. I like the as a female character in the show. Yeah. I like her. Mm. She's not my favorite female character. But she's definitely out there. She's really, really cool. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now that we've kind of, I've got my answers because I really needed to know that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we were going to talk about today. Today we'll be uh, touching based on Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga. Which, dude, I am so hyped about The this. absolute apple of my eye. <sighs> today we'll be talking about uh, season one of Vinland Saga, which is going to cover what's usually called the war arc, the invasion mm -hmm. of England. Vinland Saga is uh, written and illustrated by Makoto Yukimura. Oof. Ooh, let's hope I can. What a name. <laughs> um, this first season, anime-wise, was animated by Wit Studio. Uh -huh. Vinland Saga has actually been going since, I believe, like, 05. Yeah. When I learned that, it devastated me. To know I could be reading some heat like this. For a minute? When yeah, I was yeah, yeah. in, like, middle school, pre-Obama yeah. administration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, because <sighs> we knew kids in school that were reading Naruto and different stuff or, you know, watching it. Right. And we were watching uh, Dragon Ball Z mostly because yeah. of Toonami. but. Yep. I was like, bro, to actually have your hands on these, which wouldn't have been possible for us. Yeah, it, it would have been like extreme. Like you would definitely have more of a chance to find DBZ, Naruto, One Piece, Bleach manga before manga, you, before yeah. you would like ever. I don't think there was anybody even translating the what? I didn't even think it was translated. Yeah, for no, 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 I don't think so. At that point, I don't think it was even on the U.S. yet. Yeah, there was no way. It didn't it, cross the sea. It's crazy that it took a whole entire season being put through Amazon Prime mm -hmm. to then be transferred over to Crunchyroll for the people to be like, oh, there's a show out there that's actually really fucking good. Yeah, and then Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, Crunchy, Crunchyroll picked it up. Yeah. And then because Crunchyroll picked it up, 
uh, they made the arrangement with Netflix, and Netflix said, all right, cool, like, we'll, we'll run it too. We'll, we'll make sure that we have season one. And then when season two dropped, they'll have, they had season two on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took this long. Not only, not only the manga to come out and be published and translated, but season one to go through Prime and then transfer over to Crunchyroll for people to be like, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah. This is really interesting. And it's it's insane. Like, we really wanted to start the podcast just because of, like, it's just like a natural wave. Yeah. Because there's so much going on in America right now with manga and anime and everything just getting more and more popular and bigger and bigger. And it's fun to see and to look back about what were the little pockets that existed before. Yeah. And how inaccessible it was at the moment yeah like we were not able to really turn something on there was no crunchy rule there was no big database no. for these things it was just what's on tv with commercials which the saving grace was tom and mm-hmm. tsunami yep sailor moon Shout i out think to i think yeah dragon ball was on there mm-hmm. uh, like it was a couple other shows as i well. think yu yu Hakusho was also running mm-hmm. around the same time but it wasn't as relevant as those two for yeah. sure for sure oh and maybe cowboy bebop for those kids that yes. kind of like cowboy stayed up, up there later yeah. in the night <laughs> that was like the original adult swing yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah. can see cowboy bebop and be like Ooh. yeah yeah if, if you i think if you went to school and said oh i watched the latest episode of cowboy bebop last yeah. night you'd be like how how when did you go to bed yeah that's a real Dude, question. how late were you up where were your parents shut up <laughs> I, I ate like four three hundred thousand twizzlers and i stayed up <laughs> so i could see Faye. <laughs> yeah no it's 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 crazy um I did it. It's funny that you said how hard it was to like outside of Toonami mm-hmm. and outside of like pretty much Cartoon Network to yeah. show us anime and stuff here in the US. Did I ever tell you my introduction to Naruto? That was literally my question was like, what was your introduction into like any sort of anime? Any anime? Even, even when younger, but you could start wherever. Don't uh, so uh, it's just, I'm, I'm going to give you Naruto specifically yeah. right now just because it's, it's really funny. Yeah. My introduction to Naruto. Before Toonami was even at, like before Tom, no, not BT, not be, no, not before Tom. It was more of like before I knew of Tom. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I knew of Naruto because I've seen compilation videos with Linkin Park playing in the Yo. background <laughs> and on YouTube, and that was my intro to Naruto. And that's when you know that it goes way it's back onto the YouTube Naruto and Sasuke fighting in the valley. Yeah, and all you see... Like, and, in the end! Yes, dude. Crazy. Though, like, lower than 720p for sure. Yeah, and then bad. the video was, like, the name of, like, Naruto versus Sasuke dot AMV. Yeah. <laughs> that was the name, the title of the YouTube video. And you, can, I'm pretty sure you can still look those up on, on YouTube. I they are that. just, like, so good. But besides that, I think... I had like two different phases of introduction to anime because mm-hmm. for a really long time I watched Dragon Ball, but I didn't make the connection of it being an anime. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I finished Dragon Ball, I finished DBZ, and then I hopped on Death Note. Ah. And then Death Note was like, I think it was like the door to introducing me to like anime that i was like okay this is anime yeah like, when death i was Note's watching a, dbz was like death Note's a big first one for yeah people. i think i think dbz was more of like it felt like i was watching last airbender 
where like mm-hmm. is this anime or is this a cartoon mm-hmm. and i and i couldn't really tell until later that i found out oh yeah it is and there was a manga there's an anime or whatever uh but death note was really what opened the door for me to be like okay this is this Heavy. is fucking cool yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure we had a i had a conversation about that recently about watching dragon ball because that was definitely the first thing i had ever seen yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah it was just like it was a no-brainer dude you got home you were a boy it was all boys at the moment. Yeah. And we were just like, yeah, you yeah know, we were watching, screaming at the top of our lungs. Watching dudes power up mm-hmm. and just beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Little did we know it was the worst pacing anything's ever been in, in yeah. real life. Like at the time we didn't know that 30 episodes of him trying to reach <laughs> super Saiyan. And at the time I was like, bro, bro, he finally got it. Yo, he just beat Frieza. And I, I didn't know. I just wasted three years of my life mm-hmm. waiting for it. But, um, yeah, the, at the time, it was something you were, like, ostracized for. You were outcast for liking this. And the mm-hmm. kids that liked it, they all had Game Boys. They all liked Pokemon. And they all liked Naruto. And they all would have the headbands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I knew about. Yep. But it's not something I would ever be like, I'll make in front of them. Right, but at this right, point, right. I was like, that's the cool kid now. Like, yeah. that's the normal is that everything that's pop culture and geekish is now just everyone likes it mm-hmm. so you have a huge crowd of people who are just with it you got bandwagoners and then you got like deep mm-hmm. into it yeah um but it was my friend john who he used to watch naruto and it was on you know cartoon network or mm-hmm. late at night and i was somewhat interested and then i got more interested when he'd be bootlegging Ooh. on like a you know crazy chinese <laughs> backdoor website torrent all the japanese of naruto because there was no dub at that point of those later ones Mm -hmm. and i remember him watching the the end of the pain arc in japanese in japanese i had no idea what was going on but i was like oh that was kind of (laughs) gas so when i started the journey onto all of this Mm -hmm. naruto was the first one i started with because it was the one i was like oh i really remember that that was really cool so that was the one i i knocked out first and in my head, I was like, it's the pinnacle. Nothing will ever be greater than this. And then everyone was like, oh, you sure? And I was like, yeah, this is it. I'll never like another one. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, no, <laughs> whole library, a whole library. I'm just like, yo, this is the go. <laughs> this one. Forget that one. This is the go. Yeah, And I, and I feel like um, Naruto itself had a lot of, um, was the pinnacle of anime moments within uh in the, in the U.S. at least, mm-hmm. because that was really where anime started to take over, where mm. not only it was like a niche, but now it's like a little bit more global. It's a little bit more accepting. You were still considered a weird person yeah, for watching anime, but it wasn't as bad as before. Like, you wouldn't get bullied. You will get taunted. Yeah. You won't get bullied. And then it slowly progressed into like now yeah. of like every if you're not watching it what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and i think um at least from my from from my point of view i think what really blew my mind about how mainstream anime became was uh tattooing yeah i think um seeing people get ginormous portraits <laughs> of like characters on their body permanently mm-hmm. is what really i was like oh shit like we're really taking off like anime's taking off and it's not even a character doing something normal it's like yeah i want to see aaron yeager slicing open a titan all blood across my entire back Mm -hmm. here's five grand and Mm -hmm. all the pain yeah yeah i think i think uh seeing getting into the world of tattooing and seeing how uh 
how it's kind of like bled into that industry mm. and how hardcore I wouldn't say hardcore how dedicated the fans really are that yeah. fan base is yeah it's mind-blowing and it's incredible that it's all walks of life yeah you don't only see like oh it's just white people walking in here yeah they only like this it's just people from japan that like live in the united states that are like oh this is you know stuff that we we've always watched back home we're Mm -hmm. gonna watch it here it's like no it's everybody Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. men and women yeah that's my favorite part of this is Mm -hmm. it's not just dominated by a certain sex it's just like oh it's football it's mostly men it's like no 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 no. no, everybody is men and women and in my opinion it's equal amounts yeah for the yeah, most yeah, part. yeah, you know that my my TikTok feed has become a people uh, people reacting to episodes, really? and like ninety percent of them are women. Yeah, ninety percent like of them. Pages when you drive yeah. past cars, there's so many cars on the roads that have the little anime stickers and the, like the back window and stuff. Yeah. And I drive past them thinking like, oh, I it's a dude. Yeah, be. yeah, and it's not. It's a woman. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love that it's so inclusive and mm-hmm. it's so welcoming. Yeah, and, like. You will no longer be the person at the party that's like Scott Pilgriming alone with your mm-hmm. Diet Coke. It's <laughs> like as soon as you find that person, they're just like, "Oh, I love that that you know Aaron Yeager tattoo." It's like, yeah. "Oh, it's on." Yeah, yeah, we're, you you're in talking there. for yeah, yeah, yeah. six hours now Absolutely. about this. Absolutely, you it's know beautiful. that. Beautiful. Uh, it's um, it's funny because for some reason I just remember this. I have a uh, my friend, the one that I'm gonna be seeing in North Carolina. His mm-hmm. name is Colby. Shout out to Colby. <laughs> uh, Colby Toad Sage on Instagram. Um, great artist and. Uh, the dedication to Naruto is like insane. His peak. His uh, son is named Jiraiya, legally. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when I knew that I was like, oh, like not not that he was like taking it like far seriously, but yeah. more of like that is awesome. This like is this life. is. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I've seen this meme of like uh, of the teacher uh, going through. Um, yeah, like the, a sub teacher going through the class <laughs> roster. Yes, yeah. yeah, his yeah. kid is in there now. Yeah, Itachi Gonzalez. Yeah, like, Ichigo. And then Yiga. Dude, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, oh, I'm boy. so I'm so glad that that we're in this phase of anime yeah. that it's not only everywhere but it's welcomed everywhere. You mm-hmm. see it. Everyone watches it. Everyone experiences it. In different ways and different genres is so freaking awesome but before we keep on uh side railing from the subject we got to talk about them <laughs> we're not talking about them we'll but yeah there. but um we'll get let's get to um the work do you have any uh details on what we how going about to start the that part all right so vinland saga to me is one of the most interesting um animes i've ever encountered because mm-hmm. there seems to be usually an abundance of like you know ninjas or modern day animes mm-hmm. or things with powers and stuff like that and vinland saga is really special to me because it's uh set in the 11th century starts in 1013 a.d and it's about vikings denmark mm-hmm. england all these other things i'm a huge sucker for period piece things mm-hmm. especially with films mm-hmm. i get really excited when it's not modern day because mm-hmm. i feel like it's just got some more jazz to yeah. me, some flavor mm-hmm. like when they released the new godzilla they were like oh it's in the 40s and i'm just like slap my wallet down on the table <laughs> you want chip card mind. pin swipe <laughs> you got cash app everything so this is really cool to me because it provides a different sort of world a different people uh, different cultures etc yeah um 
But Vinland Saga follows Thorfinn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thorfinn. Keep your hats on because a lot of the names are similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah They're, they're Swedish sure. and everything's a little hard to understand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thorfinn lives in Iceland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I always thought was green and Greenland was ice. I thought that was a practical joke oh, really? someone did. Okay. And maybe it's just because it's like winter there, but his village is frosty. Yeah, yeah, frosty. Frosty the snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, crazy. And uh, Thorfinn is the son of what their local... Uh, I guess chieftain there, Thor's. Mm-hmm. Thor's. Otherwise, the troll of yawn. Thor's the troll. The, and, uh, dude, that title. Dude, it's so gangster. Imagine if somebody on the street was like, oh, what else, Steven? Yeah. The yeah. slicer. Like, yo, what's so up? Crazy. No, and, and it's so funny because even in throughout throughout the season, you even when people that are newly introduced in the show mm-hmm. and they say the name. Yeah. Like, They're the like, troll. Oh, the ground the shakes. Troll of, yeah. It's so <laughs> crazy. Even when they talk about Thorfinn being like, Thorfinn, uh, the son of Thor. And they're like, hey, the yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know. It has such a, such a like, oomph to, yeah. the, to their name that it's, it's crazy. If you have an addendum to your title, it, it's like your next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're just like, oh, that's Jake. Yeah. But Jake from State Farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now he's been in a burn the whole village. <laughs> Oh my Jake God. visited. Now we all wear khakis. <laughs> it's against the law to wear shorts. <laughs> oh God! Man, I, I think so. The show itself starts with um, seeing more of. Well, it starts off with Thor's. It, it doesn't really start off with Thorfinn. Which, by the way, I've have you have you read the manga from the beginning, or did you watch, or did you read it from the point of the anime ending of season I... two? For this show, I always do a bunch of things. I really like to read because it fits my schedule, and I like the pacing. Okay. It's easy for me to just imagine it. So okay. for this show, I watched all of season one. Okay. Really enjoyed it. I think it was great. And then I watched all of season two and then read from there because I had okay. no patience. So the reason why I'm asking is that I think I found out, I think it was either this morning or yesterday, mm. so it was just a couple, just like a day or so ago, that the manga starts at a different pacing yes than the anime yes that apparently the anime starts off with him as a kid kid and then it transfers it it gives you the evolution of him slowly growing up and giving you that transition versus in the manga we get thor killer thorfinn off the yeah off a rip yeah and then they give you glimpses of him as a kid yeah slowly throughout the the editing is a little bit yeah a little bit different i think some of I think it happens in a lot of animes mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure that sometimes they cut things, but a lot of times yeah. it's just sliced differently. For yeah, to just put in different locations. For yeah, your enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, I think in in my opinion, I think the anime did really, really well See? on the pacing. I, I think that seeing him as a kid, and then seeing what happens to Thor's, and then seeing him transition into it instead of just dropping us in there mm-hmm. i think it was definitely a really really good option um but the yeah. but the anime itself starts with uh seeing thor's being a fucking badass and seeing him yeah like earn the title the troll of yawn it's uh, it's wild of course we're gonna spoil all this for you so yeah yeah this is all make sure you guys know ahead of time yeah if you have it if you haven't seen at least season one yeah press pause, pause. on this podcast and go do yourself a favor and watch the first season. I think you'll you'll be you'll be in the show. You'll be in it by like episode four or five at least. At least you're you're in it, in it. You're you're in the ride until the end of the season, um, which even the season ends 
<laughs> amazingly, amazingly. But to get into it, uh, Thor is here, the chieftain of their village in Iceland. You learn that he used to be part of the Yams Vikings yeah. in Yamsburg, which yeah. are basically a mercenary group that do what they want, and they're just like a group for hire that they'll join your battle, you get payment, they'll help you overthrow this, they'll help you do that, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. These are legendary warriors, and they're not to mess with. Yeah, They're basically the squad you call when there's no one else to call. Right, you right. Know? They're the family. Mm -hmm. which, so, which is crazy, because I, at least I think that, have we heard of anybody else that it's at that level? Any groups that are at that level? Not from, really since no, then. No, right? There's different groups that are, you know, okay, here's this this group from Denmark, here's this and that, like these, these warriors. But mm -hmm. the Jansberg Vikings are like, like are like the 300. They're like the Spartans yeah, yeah, of yeah. like that area. They're the Seals. Yeah. Uh, they're the King <laughs> Seals. Squad, go in, go in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you learn that Thor is actually, after so many battles and all this crap, actually abandons his position, makes mm -hmm. it look like he dies, mm -hmm. and decides to like leave with his wife and start a village and a whole family in Iceland, a peaceful nation. Mm -hmm. And eventually, King of Denmark at the time, King Swain. Swain? Swain. Decides, I'm going to finish my invasion of England. Mm -hmm. And he obviously is going to utilize the Yams Vikings to try and get this done. Right. And another group, led by Askeladd. Oof comes in is also as mercenaries uh. and decides to join to make money because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what it's about sexy man it's about battle and money yo can stop playing yeah. with me <laughs> uh, Ashkelad is cool Ash I, he, he is pretty cool I was hoping so cool. he wouldn't go beyond this first season yeah because he wasn't my favorite but I was like story wise if he didn't go beyond this season it's gonna work great mm -hmm, it's gonna mm -hmm. be a, such a great story for mm -hmm. For um, you know everyone involved, especially for uh, Thorfinn. Yeah. But to recap it quick, basically there is a fellow Yams Viking, Floki, that used to fight alongside Thor. Floki's a bitch. Fucking and, uh, bitch. Floki dog. wants to take Thor's out now that he realized where he was, and he hires Askeladd and his band to basically assassinate him, which happens. Little young Thorfinn is left, and he vows to avenge his father and joins along with Askeladd's mercenary crew as they enter into England to invade, pillage, rape their way through, and gain money in the process. Crazy. And going, going, uh, rewinding to the point of him being uh, hired yes. by Floki. Yeah. That scene was so gas, dude. Mm -hmm. See, because I think the when they're having the meet, it's Floki and Ashkelad. They're having this comp very serious conversation. I would say negotiation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what looks like a side room, a side bar looking thing. And all of the rest of the men are outside of this room. Mm -hmm. And they're having this conversation. Ashkelad just like feels so like... It's like if Gojo would have been bad, yeah. You know, there's, there's this, there's this suave to, to Ashkelad that yeah. like, not only it makes you, it makes you hate him, mm -hmm. but it also makes you love him because he can back it up. Yeah, he's you not know? just talking. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's not just like d doing all talk. He, you definitely backs it up. But it gets to the point in the conversation where, 
you can kind of sense that the conversation is getting kind of thick and you, the, the the ambience in the room is kind of changing mm-hmm. and then i forget his name the one that's with oscar lot the his his right hand second man. in command yeah the second in command yeah. i forget his name but he's outside with the rest of the crew and then jokingly decides to throw a spear straight through the room mm-hmm. and then it lands right in between both of them and then then the negotiate they're they're like they kind of brush it off and it's like oh yeah whatever it happened it was an accident my bad and ashkelad is like hey don't do that stupid shit um <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like don't do stupid shit and then finish up the negotiation between him and Floki. and then when he steps when ashkelad says okay cool i'll do it and then he steps away and floki then where the spear ends up uh landing in between both of them it's it, there's this uh like almost like sheet cover uh where it is mm-hmm. and when he reveals the sheet there's one of floki's men inside and uh that the second in command of ashkelot ends up killing um in the process so i guess floki was trying to he either i took it as he's not going to take a no for an answer or he was going to sabotage it in some way, shape, or form. But thankfully, Ashkelot and his crew have been around the block a lot to know how things are going to go down. And I think it's such a cool introduction to both the character of Ashkelot, the crew, and the points in which Floki's willing to get to mm-hmm. to make sure that the these things happen. Which, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna keep saying it throughout this episode: Floki's a fucking pussy <laughs> and it's interesting too because oh, you, my original thought is that Floki's motivation is that he just uh, harbors a grudge for <laughs> Thor's and that he was afraid of him and his power mm-hmm. and what's odd is that you actually have to wait a really long time to find out why he ordered Thor's his hit yeah. and what's the motivation behind it like anyone who hasn't finished the whole thing for this point you were not going to learn until you either read or season 3 comes out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the point where you'll get back into the character of Floki. Yeah. Have I got? Uh, have I got to that point? No. No. Right. Okay. You have cool, yet cool. to learn. Is it? Is it? Uh, you know, side side to the podcast. Do you know what book it is? Um. Is it one of? Is it one of the you're reading right it's now? It's it's like nine in volume. Oh, okay. So I'm in 10. there. So I'm in there right now. Okay. Yeah. Go 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 go. So you'll find out. God soon. Damn. I'm gonna find out. Uh, but you're gonna make me <laughs> run home now and just like start reading it. <laughs> it leads into what is probably the scene that'll initially get you hooked on this series which is the assassination of thor's yeah where they basically corner thor's in the boat they pin him in and he uses no weapons but proceeds to annihilate almost the entire Ascalad crew with no weapons and he actually does not kill anybody he yeah. just break he's just batman yeah, 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 yeah breaking yeah. arms breaking legs breaking noses but no one's dead like destroying yeah. ripping ears off yeah. yeah and i love it because it just shows like that's your most powerful guy here mm-hmm. that he doesn't need any of these weapons he mm-hmm. can fight a war with his bare hands right first amendment right that's <laughs> the first amendment <laughs> second amendment i don't remember i think so this ain't a history podcast <laughs> let's leave that for national geo national uh, geo for, for the history channel um <laughs> No, that that episode it's it's so cool. I think the, the definitely the coolest scene is to see Thor's mm-hmm. just whoop ass with no weapons up until the end. 
up until yes. the end. Which, by the way, I just found out how significant that moment is. Mm-hmm. Of him using the weapon at the end mm-hmm. to fight Ashkelot. Yeah. I just got to the, port, the part in the book where they really explain how important Thorfinn seeing that. Yes. What, like how important that scene was. And I think it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, you don't get to see him use any weapons up until the point, uh, like right up to the end point where he is pretty much telling Ashkelot and his crew to leave. Um, or if not, they're just going to suffer the consequences of ha- having to deal with the troll of Jarn. Yeah. Of Jarn. And, um, and after that fight, it's, it really escalates from there. Cause you, you, the, the setup up to that point, it's making you see how much Thor's really wants a better life mm-hmm. for him and his family and why they move over to Iceland to like create that and then having that stripped away in like the first five episodes of the show it's so story-wise amazing storytelling as a viewer fuck dude it destroyed me mm-hmm. destroyed me because even even as a brief introduction to Thor's, it I felt like Thor's was like my own father. Yeah, you quickly love. Yeah, him. yeah, you you quickly fall in love. And to with watch him. him die in a hail yes. of uh, arrows, and, and not only die but die like a G, mm-hmm. like a G. Still talking with thirty arrows in him, dude. Oh my god, it gives what a birth scene. to the most iconic line from this series so yeah. far. Which is you have no enemies. You have no enemies. Which is something that Thor speaks to young Thorfinn, mm-hmm. and it's something beautiful that like he doesn't understand but carries with him yeah. until it reaches a a fruition in him when mm-hmm. he ends up in similar areas, choosing between violence and, no and, violence, and, yeah. and mercy. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, I think that that and what echoes. What I always say that this episode echoes throughout the whole entire show is really when he says those words and um and Thorfinn finds the dagger for the first time mm-hmm. and like he again Thor's being a straight up gangster grabs the dagger from the blade which I still I, I rewind that episode every time just to see that because I thought that was the coolest thing is that you see Thor you see Thorfinn as a kid holding the dagger up and he's just like amazed at its beauty because you know he can do so much damage with it and he can kill the enemies and Thor's comes out of nowhere from behind and he grabs the dagger in front of him but he grabs it by the blade and you st- and you see his hand bleed mm-hmm. and then with no feeling no nothing in his face starts asking questions to Thorfinn then that's when he really goes down on his knees and tells him you have no enemies mm-hmm. that episode I think that scene alone hits me harder. Pause. Then the then Thor's death. Yeah, I don't know why. Even though Thor's death is amazing, I think it's, it's an incredible episode. That whole battle is insane. But that scene alone of him grabbing the blade and having a serious one-on-one conversation with Thorfinn probably one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Pants down, probably one of my favorite. Just because of the amount of echoing that that scene alone, like ripples throughout the whole entire show. Yeah, I think it's it so creates cool. like the basis for uh, Thorfinn's character, yep. who's now hell bent, hell bent on revenge. So mm-hmm. we kind of get like more of a traditional Vikings story that mm-hmm. we've seen a few times before about 
basically just questing after a killer. Yeah. And uh, we get this insane uh, next few, you know, chapters and episodes about little Thorfinn growing up in this band of mercenaries and just encountering this insane hardship because he's not really wanted there and he's not really a killer. But over time, we, you know, tragically get to see him basically become a killer Mm -hmm. and become numb to the world Mm -hmm. and only care about doing what he can do in order to gain permission to duel with Askeladd through favors done. Yeah. And utilizing his father's daggers, he doesn't actually carry a sword. Mm -hmm. And you get to see him become older and just angrier. And it's so tough to watch that I'm like, I can't wait to be beyond this. Not that it's not good, but I can't wait to be past this because it's so hard to watch him just like, be so against who he is Mm -hmm. as you first see him he's just like this very innocent kid he's not good at fighting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though yeah he has to learn how to survive yeah he doesn't really know his origins per se yeah doesn't know about the yams vikings and now he has to basically grow up and be a preteen in in a war Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know which is the vikings bread and butter but for him it's something that he was supposed to not be ever involved in And it's very, yeah. very difficult. But it does lead to the introduction of one of the most insane characters in this whole show <laughs> that also has a title, Thor Kill Oof. the Tall. Oof. And it's hard to keep track of the Thors, but it ain't hard to keep track of this guy. Yeah. He is a fucking huge Viking, former Yams Viking, the uncle of yeah. uh, Thorfinn, who yeah. fought alongside Thor's the troll. He is this huge, unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. And he is in love with war to the yeah. point where he when he doesn't have a war or a fight he's a huge sulking baby yeah <laughs> and my question to you steven is who's winning in a fight okay thor's or dominic toretto <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> dom may or may not be in the charger so okay okay my question is i have i have a series of questions yeah <laughs> Are we putting Don Toretto in, anime, oh, he's in, in an anime base? Or are we putting Thorkel in a real life scenario? Uh, Where are we putting these worlds? They're, they're on a road in LA and, and Dom's in the Charger. Damn, then I'm going with Dom. Yeah. Because <laughs> family's yo. everything, Dom. <laughs> family's everything. He's going to hit the Nas and flatten Thorkel. You know what? I, I still, even in a real life scenario or in an anime base, yeah. I still think that I will go with, with to Dom. With Dom. <laughs> Just, dude, because. It, okay, so if you Dom think... in the anime setting, though. <laughs> yeah. Family. Cause, yeah, because family and friendship are yeah. like oh, peak yeah. powerful yeah. points. It's pretty much God at this point. They're actual stats for yeah. people in anime. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's got wind power and he's got family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he takes it. He takes it Yo. for sure. As, <laughs> as much as I love Thorkel and I know that he, like, will probably rip Dominic yeah. Toretto apart, <laughs> it's family that carries the carries my other Dom my other matchup completely. with thorkill is thorkill versus drago from rocky four okay the the juiced up yeah. russian versus thorkill because like they're both hand equally combat? yeah they're yeah. strong as fudge <sighs> uh I, love it. I don't know because because drago has practice mm-hmm. and training mm-hmm. both physically and lab oriented yeah like uh training and thorkill is just a war machine yeah so if we if we put them head to head and we're putting them in a ring base yeah i think 
Jairo will take it. Technique wise, yeah, technique yeah. wise, will take it. Yeah. But if we're in the we're at a Seven Eleven, oh, <laughs> and they throw Slurpees at each other and is about to go down, someone screams yeah. "World Star!" <laughs> World Star! Thorkel's taking. <laughs> Thorkel's taking it. Thorkel's he's gonna grabbing, shove a glizzy down dude, and just be like, gr- "Joke on it." Pause. <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh god! I think because I've seen Thorkel grab a ginormous fucking tree. That's his bread and butter. Is yeah. he just grabs an entire tree trunk yeah. and just swings it like he's Barry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chugs it, chugs it. So. We're, we're even watching a, a scene right now and he's just swinging two Slicing ginormous axes two. like it's like he's making sushi dog like it's crazy you want sashimi yeah, no. i think boom, boom. yeah i That's think it. It, yeah i think if we're if we're putting him if we're putting both of them in a ring i think drago takes it I if it. if it's a street fight yeah thorkel thorkel takes it because he'll just grab whatever he can that yeah. he finds around he's like oh my god this is uh <laughs> this gas pump <laughs> just takes it out of place and just hits him with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Right up the rectum. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd make a joke. Yeah. Premium. Boom. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Where's the next one? And just, the ne- just another. <laughs> just rips another. his body in half like a tissue paper. <laughs> yeah, Thorkyo is such a, such a cool, cool little character. I think that his introduction um, to Thorfinn when they end up fighting for the first time and he chops his fingers they off. They do duel. That duel was so gangster too, and and I think what adds the cherry on top was when Thorfinn says his name. I think what what really puts that fight over the ledge for me is when Thorfinn says, "Yeah, I'm Thorfinn, the son of Thor, the troll of Yon. Yes. and that's when it like Thorkell, yeah, it changes everything. And weirdly enough. Yeah. changes everything but it doesn't it changes everything because now he's seeing Thorfinn in a different perspective but it still doesn't change anything because Thorkill's like I want you to beat my ass yeah. because you need to earn your name Yeah. if not I'm not going to let you live yeah Thorkill and later characters are fascinating because it shows you this insane mindset of the Vikings at the time and how mm-hmm. they viewed life and faith and the fact that like their friends yeah a little technically their family but in a lot of ways their friends and other characters become so-called friends with Dorfin just through fights battles and that alone like they're not sitting down having tea with each other yeah they're just like oh yeah we're buddies right yeah next time i see you though i'll kill you yeah you're gonna catch it like <laughs> you're gonna catch yeah. these face facts no no, no. i 100 percent agree with you i feel like thorkel's like the most out of the whole entire series, he's like the stereotypical Viking. Yeah. Like if you were to look up Viking, you will see a picture of. Thor and I never him. thought that his character would go on so long and keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was like, I thought he would be a someone like Askeladd that was like, okay, here's a one shot Viking, and then it's just like, no, like he it really is a tank. Yeah. And I like it though because it goes to show like how the the titled characters like this are the ones that like are the pinnacle of the world like they're so strong yeah for a reason like they earn those titles so when you do meet someone who has a title like that it's like okay you're yeah. meeting like a will of d person from one piece like this person is not to be reckoned with yeah you know yeah. what i mean absolutely yeah i think uh Thorko's, his introduction as a character and having him be part of family 
uh, <laughs> Thorfinn's family. It's very, very interesting. And I know that I don't get to see him in season two. No. But the majority that you get to see of him in season one, not only he serves as a as the stereotypical yeah. point of like what a Viking is, but mm-hmm. it it also serves as comedic relief because of how oh, yeah. crazy he really is. It just makes it funny. Yeah. Uh, even at such dark points where he's like murdering Straight people left and right, yep. which is crazy. Um, and it feeds into what I was saying earlier, like yeah. to things that my personal checklist for most mangas animes is that yeah like this action this blend these characters and then this humor and and i like that because so much of thorfinn is without humor Mm -hmm. in this war arc because he's just on a war path of Mm -hmm. bloody vengeance Mm -hmm. then you get weird characters like uh thorkill and even you know askeladd at his moments they provide this comedy and then background vikings provide this really colorful yeah. commentary kind of like a background character in avatar last airbender <laughs> that they're just like oh how about that man, yeah 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 for sure the 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 team is what the the whole crew yeah is what really brings the comedic factor to the to the show yeah for for it being such a dark story mm-hmm. uh, starting off dark continuing dark and like at least so far from what i'm reading yeah i feel like it's a little bit lighter from the past two seasons however i don't see it getting any better i don't i don't get to i don't think i'm gonna see i i I don't have hope yeah if that makes sense i don't have hope of it being lighter i just know there's gonna be moments where it may be a little bit lighter breathes in and out yeah which is good because it allows you a brief pause right of you know to collect yourself absolutely um because from here we're in the middle of the invasion of England by King Swain of Denmark, and what happens is his son Prince Canute gets introduced. Canute's a straight mouse, Canute, very very dog. quiet, and then he becomes a straight out rat. Whoop. And uh, to take the his you know the title of king, etc. He eventually gets abducted by Thorkill because Thorkill mm-hmm. is on the British side, but then he's on this side, and he just loves war. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Askeladd's like, "I need my money," <laughs> so he abducts King uh, uh, Prince Canute himself just to basically ransom him to whoever whoever side's there and who's mm-hmm. he's playing his cards. Yeah, and um, eventually we do learn that Askeladd is actually selfishly on his own agenda. Yeah, and that he is in fact. Um, from Wales, yeah, and he's in this to make sure that whichever side wins, which that Wales, he's betting yeah. on Denmark, honestly, yeah. I feel that Wales is safe, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's a really cool moment because you still don't really like yeah. Askeladd anymore as a morality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from a moral standpoint, about like he's a good guy, mm-hmm. still think he's a POS, but yeah. <laughs> you are so much more interested in going back and looking and seeing his motivation in certain areas and knowing that like oh that's why he did this he yeah. don't even like these people he yeah. wants to make sure that his place his it's people good. are good yeah i feel like in, in a you're you have to take it from a, like a selfish point of view yeah but at the same time it's not really selfish because he's taking care of a whole entire like what nation, uh, nation. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, he's really keeping an eye on his on his home and making sure that everything stays safe while he's going through his journey and keeping the secret because you know it, it can really cause a lot of chaos just by knowing that you're from a specific place um 
just to create some type of war between nations or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting, and I think uh, Canute it's such a uh, cool character to start off the conversation with, to like start off the story with. Hey yo, we being attacked. Hinata, Hinata, the producer. Hinata is a, it's the editor. <laughs> is a had to take a quick break. Um, but Canute is such a cool, uh, a cool little add-on to to the story, because I get you. I feel like you get to see some type of progression, some type of character progression in Canute that you don't get to see in Thorfinn, mm-hmm. because he needs to grow up so fast. Yes, that that. You don't get to see that ego death breaking point moment mm-hmm. in Thorfinn, uh, in Thorfinn's reality. I feel like Thorfinn had to experience experienced it, or was jammed into it because of his father's death. Yeah. But Canute saw it at an overall perspective of like, shit sucks, shit sucks, and regardless of what we're gonna do, it fucking sucks. Yeah. But. I need to do my part type thing. Like, I need to go for it. Well, we'll get into this next piece mm-hmm. so I can share a little bit more about Canute. Yeah. Um, so, eventually, uh, England is conquered, mm-hmm. and King Swain is there. And Askeladd, who basically I feel like has such a great strategic mind and understanding who he's dealing with, what the Vikings are about, what these people are about, the English, etc. He, in an attempt to really kind of, like, win what he's going to do because he's hearing from King Swain that they're going to basically you know plow over (laughs) Wales and F it over and and not leave it alone kills King Swain gets basically you know screwed himself and knows he's screwed and gets killed by Prince Canute himself which pisses off Thorfinn because his entire plot for this whole time is to kill Askeladd himself so he is pissed and just inconsolable. Such a, such a crazy turnaround on the story. And it's such a pivotal moment because, yeah. to me, I view Canute and Thorfinn as a very similar character. Yeah. They both end up having a similar dream to create nations of peace, but Canute, through his upbringing and through his experience, envisions this nation in a different way. Yeah than Thorfinn does. Thorfinn's looking at it now as a way of, you know, okay, I'm going to create a nation of peace and uh-huh. this is how I'm going to do it and this is all the crap I've seen. And Canute comes up with the idea as well of creating a nation, but he is thinking about doing it in more of a traditional thick-headed way of yeah. fighting. And, and, yeah, and, like, you know, we, need, we need to go through war, we need to go through these things in order for us to, like, create We're going to destroy all this right, in order right, to right. make this. And, and Thorfinn thinks there's a whole different way to yeah. do it. Yes. Th- there is no point in all that if yeah. this is going to create more of it. So our, our season basically ends with uh, the, the war being wrapped up, England being conquered, becoming a subject of Denmark, Prince Canute obviously ascending to kingship yeah in that area at least yeah. because his brother maintains kingship of, of denmark and yeah. thorfinn actually being sold off into slavery which is where we stop yeah but what i want to talk about for here that is actually the reason why i, I love vinland saga so much uh-huh. is um from a christian perspective you get so much christian things influenced uh-huh. in here and I feel like it's done so well. Yeah. 
because there's never really been I feel Christian elements in many other animes and mangas and it's so cool to be able to see it here yeah um and they've done it well where it doesn't seem it doesn't seem preachy yeah it doesn't it seems more of like this is history this is how it went down it seems more from a historical standpoint because we do know that there were a lot of different uh priests trying to spread the message of the gospel to uh, these tribes that really have nothing to do with yeah. this and it's it's fascinating because yeah we it's such a crazy juxtaposition because the vikings viewpoint and mindset is battle yeah. there's glory in battle they're smiling yeah. while they're fighting yeah. and their idea is that they die with a weapon in hand on the battlefield and they'll be welcomed into valhalla yeah you know the um what? The heavens, the, the heavens, heavens of the of the Vikings. Yeah, the heavens open up, and then you know the uh, the warriors come down. I forget the name of uh, the Valkyrie come down. Oh you yeah, you know yeah, usher yeah. them, and they get into Valhalla where they can drink, eat. There's women. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and that's it. Like that's their version of it. And I love that this idea of Christianity comes in, and it's such a different backwards flow. Yeah, it's about love, peace, mercy, and there's a few characters. There's a priest that a drunk priest yeah, 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 that yeah. comes along with Canute, and yeah. that forms like this splinter in his mind mm-hmm. of like, what is this? Like I don't understand yeah. what we're doing, and it's yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And he basically eventually kind of like renounces, I feel, mm-hmm. his Christian past and his teaching because he thinks it's you know he's gonna do it. Yeah, it's not gonna be God that does this paradise. I'm gonna make it. Yeah, and I love. Uh, Thorfinn's point of view because he slowly kind of learns about these viewpoints of Christianity and I think they line up a lot with what Thor's leaves him with mm-hmm. and his wisdom that he imparts to him yeah. and I just like that that's the thing he eventually will adopt yeah. in order to create a nation that is full of peace mm-hmm. even if you have to get through struggles to get to it mm-hmm. and for me like that's what I think uh, gets represented so well about Christianity that people don't understand that it's not a sunshine and lollipops path, mm-hmm. that it's a path that promises hardship, yeah. but it promises the strength to endure it. Yeah. And I just thought in a manga, in an anime, the fact that they were doing that and yeah. he did that with so much finesse, mm-hmm. I got so much respect for this series. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's beautiful. I 100% agree. I think this is the first time that I've I'm, I'm, I think we've had this conversation. I'm not like at the utmost 100% like super religious. Mm-hmm. And when they try to throw in subjects like that into uh, stories, mm-hmm. I tend to move away from it because it feels preachy. Yeah. But in this anime, this story specifically, I'm not even going to say anime or manga, just story. Yeah. Uh, they touch base on it so well that it doesn't feel that way. It feels like they are trying to send a message of freedom, love, and peace without, yeah, without getting way too much on, like, God itself. I feel like, uh, what was it? Outside of the priest, Mm -hmm. I don't think you hear the words God Mm -hmm. for a really long time. 
I think it. I think it was not uh, in the last book when I was reading that you get to hear those words and any any type of like uh, sprinkle of religious religion or in this case Christianity. Uh, it gets sprinkled a little bit here and there, but it it doesn't feel like this is the way that they're going for. This is the way that every character is going to slowly turn into. I feel like one of the cool the cool factors is that. Um, and, and I can only say for from what I've seen and what I've read, but it seems like Thorfinn isn't picking a side. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, a certain belief, he just believes on what's right. Yeah. This, like, pacifist mentality that he has, it's, it's such a cool balance because everyone around him almost makes it seem like he's connected to that belief. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's just him following his own morale and standards that it just so happens to correlate with that like it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's him preaching it out or it's him taking in that belief it's more of like i'm just seeing it this way i see it this way and i think it's right a lot of people can kind of agree with me but those people that agree with me Mm -hmm. just so happen to be devoted into this uh religion which i think it's really really cool um and it's fascinating because it shows you a number of different leaders. Yeah. It shows you Askeladd, Thorkill, Thors, mm-hmm. King Swain, Prince Canoe, Thor, you know, all these different people, um, Floki, and it shows you what they're about and the true motivations of them are, are, are revealed through like their actions. You see how Floki is conniving mm-hmm. and not really so strong mm-hmm. because he orders this instead of doing it himself. Mm-hmm. You see how strong Thor's is and the and the messages he imparts through, you know, not killing people but being killed himself and mm-hmm. then imparting this wisdom. You see mm-hmm. uh, Thorfinn go from you know being a young child to a murderer to this, and then you see, you know, Askeladd imparting wisdom to someone even though he promises to like kill him immediately with Thorfinn Mm -hmm. and I just like how beautiful Thorfinn ends up being that he becomes this pillar for them to follow Mm -hmm. not just through his words but mostly through his actions Mm -hmm. watching his interaction with other characters watching his battles with other characters seeing what he chooses and what he does it speaks volumes and it's almost like they're representing him as a very righteous Christian without mm-hmm. him actually declaring he is yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, And that's what I think is fascinating is, is watching is watching that because that produces so much story in this mm-hmm. with him going against... Because he is very, very much connected to that world of Vikings, mm-hmm. to the Yams Vikings, yeah. to battle, to yeah. war, to bloodshed. And it's like he's so trying to go against that flow. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, as a Christian, is what life has been about. It's been about going completely in the opposite direction on that river, mm-hmm. swimming in the opposite way, and it's being so difficult because everyone's going that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, I connect hard to Thorfinn's journey, and I think it's really well written Yeah, because he's trying to go the opposite way. Yeah. If he was living in another place, he might have an easier time. Right. Be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're cool here. We just trade and build stuff. And, yeah. You know, another nation. But he's from... 
the Viking world, and not only that, the Yams Vikings, mm-hmm. which are the strongest, they and live the to fight. Of all. Yeah, they don't yeah. even care. They love fighting, and yeah. they and they expect to fight in order to get into heaven. Like that's yeah. their religion. Yep. So that juxtaposition is like the the hallmark of Vinland, mm-hmm. and it's what makes this series, I think, like dazzle. Absolutely, I agree. And you know what's one character that we kind of only forgot to mention? Mm. That's all. Also, I wouldn't say pinnacle character but definitely important in Thorfinn's story hmm. Leif oh yeah true 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 Leif even though he doesn't do Leif Erikson like, I, <laughs> I don't want I don't want to say that Leif doesn't do anything because Leif does do a lot I think that without Leif we wouldn't even mm-hmm. know where we wouldn't have a map how about, how about that we wouldn't have he's, a map he's small here and then big later right 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 but right. He, he's crucial uh, to know as a character now yeah very very crucial and leaf when you meet him here he's like a world traveler yeah he's been to so many different things made so many different friends he's that guy you know that just knows anybody in the right. store and you're like who the <laughs> f- is that and he was like oh yeah i know him he's i helped the, deliver he's his Ock. baby he's Ock. yeah he's he's, <laughs> he's Ock. everyone knows Dude, Ock. exactly uh, he uh i think leaf is such a not only important character in the storyline but to thorfinn but i think within the story itself is our introduction into villain mm-hmm. uh he's the he's the person that puts uh the the idea of villain in uh, thorfinn's head true uh so it's it's pretty much what later down the road after you know thorfinn has the realization closer to season two which we'll get to it later um is what leaf is the the introduction into Thorfinn's idea of there is a pot there is hope out there there is hope to for for a better place for a peaceful more loving more secure safe place for for not only us but for our families for our future and I think he can't go we can't have this conversation without him mm. uh, that that uh, villain it's such a given the name villain saga um, villain is such an important fact which to, I don't know I don't know if you had the same idea when I had when I was like watching um, the show the first time, mm. and it was that I always thought that Vinlin was like almost like a Pandora's box. Mm. In the beginning, I never thought that Vinlin was like an actual place. Yeah, I thought it was like a state of mind type. Yeah, thing. for those who who don't know that are just listening, and then you'll watch the anime later. Vinlin is America essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the it's the name yeah. given given to the Americas by yeah by the people by yeah. the Vikings. And you time. find out that Leaf uh, has visited mm-hmm. Vinland. Yeah. And obviously there's people there. Yeah. yeah Native yeah, yeah. Americans. There's mm-hmm. people already over there that yeah. they've talked to before. But um, they talk about it in such a grand, like, grand place. Like, it's like a, a heaven on earth. That's type my thing. favorite part of the whole yeah. first season is whenever um, Thorfinn is able to share about Vinland yeah. or other characters have spoken to him about it because it becomes this uh, this little like worm that's yeah. embedded in your brain that you're just like I want to know what's over there yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm so thirsty to know yeah. and you know that eventually like the series will get towards it yeah. and climb towards it but to me that's how I latch on to a manga and an anime is I say what's that end game like what's what are we building towards? Yeah. And for this, because it's Vinland Saga, I know, oh, it's reaching Vinland yeah. and doing whatever. But I like the stories that have some sort of, you know, 
overarching like end game mm-hmm. so that I know like what we're going at. Right. And this one I, I set up so nicely because it's very clear. Yeah. There's stops along the road. Yeah. There's speed bumps. Yeah. The bodies of Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 you yeah, know sure. Vinland is the it's the, is the goal. goal. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. I just I I just really liked it in the in the very I was having a conversation with my wife about it where in the very beginning I felt like Vinland was just a fake place. It was like a place where mm. It was just meant to create hope for people. Yeah. And I think that even even though after finishing season one, you get to kind of, you get to the understanding that Vinland is an actual place. Mm-hmm. And then to, towards season two, you, it, it kind of like pushes it even further that there is an actual, like there is a Vinland. Yeah, once you learn that it, right. it's attainable. Right. Even and if then, it is far. Right. And then even... Even still knowing that, it still gives me the same feeling of like, this is just a state of mind mm-hmm. that people need to have in order to keep their hope. Yeah. Like this, this like, um, it's almost like in Star Wars of when later in the later in time in Star Wars where like the Force and Jedi's are like a legend They're or like eradicated. a myth type thing. Yeah, right? it's been so long. Where like when people talk about the Force, they, yeah. it's still like a form of hope for people. That's it's yeah, the, it's I feel like it's the same way where like people talk in the first season when people yeah. talk about Vinland it's the same way where like it's something that right at this moment is, is unobtainable yeah for many people it's a yeah it's a fairy tale yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. just like yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah there are only a very few that know like does oh, this actual this place there? exist yeah that's what really got me this this wonder mm-hmm. and this fascination to get your brain working like mm-hmm. what is that yeah it, i think that's what that's one thing about the show that really caught me yeah where like i want to know if this place is real or not yeah. and if it is real if it's when a, are we gonna if get it's there it's beautiful right right yeah because they, they explain yeah. it as such like big lands big lands of oh. green of just beautiful nature and and propagation there a lot of their world is like harsh yeah it's it's rocks yeah it's barren yeah it doesn't I mean, keep produce it, it's frozen keep it yeah exactly yeah. keep in mind that we were we were in iceland for the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. where they had what was it in order for them to eat they had to eat they had to like yeah. uh hunt whales for the village to eat yeah yeah like yeah whaling what the f- with captain ahab yeah crazy yeah. um just crazy the the writer makoto does this great thing that's why i like to read too mm-hmm. he he ends the the volumes of the books with like facts about um Dog, the I world was, of vikings i was just going to tell you i was just going to tell you those writer yeah. notes are so and they're gold ill because you realize he he did a really proper job about researching the time period yeah. And in that time period, bro, you didn't live that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you, if you saw someone that was ninety, you were like worshiping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, your yeah. kids were weren't living past fifty. Yeah, and I, I will the say world even younger, harsh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you were in your thirties, you were just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah I made it. Look at that old head. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you don't know it. nothing about this old head. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. So life is very difficult, which is why a lot of them just you resorted to. Mm-hmm. To being a Viking and pillaging, mm-hmm. you were like, "Well, I ain't got nothing. I'm gonna go steal something, build yeah. our wealth, build this, build that." And yeah, that that world of being like, "Let me make this little utopia," was so difficult to obtain because just where you were, location wise, was difficult. And it wasn't as simple as like, "Dude, I'm packing the Kia. <laughs> I'm packing the Kia, and we're, we're hitting the Sev, we're hitting the Buckies, and we're dipping." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really, it was like, okay, if we're gonna take this boat ride and we're gonna go to another nation. 
we might not even make it. Yeah. Like the kids might make it. We might be swept by a giant storm. If these mm-hmm. people don't know how to handle this, we might we might contact like people that are just unsavory. Yeah. We might die from disease. Yeah, like, there's a, a really a big harsh. chance of us to die. Yeah, like the, the there Every is a step. the the chances of us coming back and like all of us surviving and coming back alive yeah. are like slim so to none. Yeah, none whatsoever. And it, it makes so much more sense why they live as rough as they do, <laughs> and why it's basically a dog eat dog world. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they just take what they can and they they don't look back, you mm-hmm. know. And that's why I'm like, yeah, it, it consistently makes Thorfinn just fascinating protagonist and you know of and leader of the series because mm-hmm. he's just trying to do things in such a unorthodox way from the whole rest of his his known world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it just you root for him you yeah know, you root so hard for this guy you know what i mean i agree i agree 100 percent. all right i think we've reached that point where we could give out some <laughs> awards hey yo and I'm some down. some anime awards. So, uh, cool, I'm down with that. Recurring What's... recurring on the Talk No Jutsu uh-huh, podcast, uh-huh. we're we're consistently going to give out awards for things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first word I want to award out today is best weapon. Shit, what you think for best weapon? If you need and a the, minute, I can go first. This, it don't uh, matter. And we're talking about for just, just this for just the war arc, right? Just Vinland season one. Yeah. Oh, Thorkill gets it. Thorkill gets a it. tree. <laughs> a t- a tree? <laughs> what? Are, a what whole is, log. A whole log? What are we talking about? And look, right now we're we're we're, we're we have the the show up right now as as we're talking, and we have the scene of Thorkel holding two ginormous axes. <laughs> but we're giving but, it to the whole tree. But let me tell you, a tree? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude! Everyone has daggers. Everyone has axes, and everyone has swords or whatever and i mean in that time frame it's cool but a tree (laughs) that is a wild and the thing is you can't even close the distance on him no as a long-range weapon because he swings that tree yeah so fast yeah that you're not even gonna get near him you're just gonna get obliterated swings it like a bat and throws it like a spear like it's nothing like you just get blown out yeah yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna give my best weapon award to to thorfinn because i really like because in that world, you don't really see a lot of people doing, like, small daggers. Like, you'll have a knife on you yeah, 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 as your backup, homie. Stab somebody out, whatever. But nobody usually really fights like that. They usually, like, have a big sword. Because right. Thor's sword is massive. See, like, I, a lot of them are huge. Yeah, I never I never saw Thor's uh, uh, sword as something. I think it was a little, at least from my view. Yeah. It looked thick. Yeah. Pause. It looked thick. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't look like it had that range that like Ashkelot's sword yeah. normally would have. Yeah, I feel like it looks like a longer version of Thorfinn's dagger. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I agree with you. I still think. I think that iconic wise, I think those daggers. Yeah. Not only the first one, but also the second one, because the first one is cool. Yeah. Because he gets it from Thor's, but the second one is all even cooler, because he gains it from battle. Yeah. And he just steals that shit and says, this is mine now. Like, this is my weapon. I give it the award because not only does it look cool, it's got the runes on it. It yeah. becomes his fighting stance that even when he doesn't have the daggers, he, he still, still starts with that stance. And yeah. it represents a lot of his skill set later on that yeah. really comes in handy. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so moving on. Best, best fight. Best fight for season one, which there 
<laughs> there's a lot there's a lot um we'll get to it in the next verse in the next episode for uh vinland but this episode is uh these episodes are the war arc so there's just a hell of a lot of fighting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so if i think if we were to do season two it'd be like we're all agree onto the same one fight yeah <laughs> that's it but, but there's here, so many in season there's, one. There's a lot of duels. There's a lot of war. There's a lot of this going Which down. Which one's my favorite? I want to say... Damn, that's hard. Because I think... I'll, I'll give you my top two. Because I have I, two right. two that are like that's tied right. up. Throw it out there. I think my first one is probably this one that we're going to watch. Yeah. That we're literally about to watch. Which is Thorkel versus Thorfinn. I think this fight is really interesting, and not only because it's both of them, but because you get to see Thorfinn, uh, like look at things from a different perspective and like let Ashkelot help him yeah. for the first time in battle, which is kind of interesting to see. Um, I like that. I like this fight a lot, but the one that goes up there with me is the last fight that Thorfinn and Ashkelot have mm-hmm. where Ashkelot beats the living crap out of Thorfinn and mm-hmm. then sits down and gives one of the craziest monologues I've ever heard in Villain Saga yeah. and just tells him how bad he really is to really put everything in perspective for Thorfinn. I love those two fights. I think those two are like top. What are yours? Yeah, because as a warrior throughout the season... Thorfinn gets a lot of experience and he becomes super deadly and he gets uh gets a name for himself yeah. even if they don't know he's the son of Thor the troll yeah. but it's his mindset mm-hmm. that he's so blinded by vengeance that it actually hinders him from ever reaching his bigger potential as a fighter um, my favorite I guess I can't really call it a fight per se but I love the ending of the season I love the the slice the killing of, yeah, yeah. uh king swain Mm -hmm. and then prince canute's uh retaliation because there's just so much riding on that moment because Mm -hmm. you're consistently wondering if thorfinn will get his revenge and i already figured seven episodes earlier Mm -hmm. that he won't yeah and for because i usually try i don't want to spoil it for myself but i like to think about how i would write it yeah yeah, and in my mind i said Thorfinn doesn't get his revenge because it wouldn't complete him as a person. Yeah. It would sour him. Mm-hmm. So he won't get it. Yeah. So I was just like, how is yeah. Askeladd going to die then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to see him go out that way in such a hot mess yeah. made so much sense for the character because he was consistently trying to wheel and deal, get himself in and out of hot water. Mm-hmm. And you just looked at him like, man, that man's a snake. Yeah, He's so crafty. Yeah. He's so like... Mm-hmm. And you got. So and, I loved the ending. And and you kind of pick up throughout the whole entire series that they um, they kind of say that Ashkelad has like a certain amount of luck, yes. to him. Yes. And it and sure. every and up to that episode, everyone was talking about how it's slowly coming to an end. Yeah. How that luck is slowly yeah. fading away, and it's not until that one episode that you're like, he's done. It's done. He's got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no more. And it's almost, uh, yeah, because you know, like, okay, Thorfinn doesn't get his revenge, but at the same time, you're like, ugh, Askeladd kind of became a father figure. Yeah. And I hate, yeah, I hate it. I hate that. I love the idea. Also knows it. Yeah. That he became this like really toxic father figure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Thor's is his father with great morals. Yeah. But yeah, he becomes just like he has this splintered mind. 
mm-hmm. this whole season Thorfinn because his dad is revealed to be this insane legendary Viking mm-hmm. that's just killed at random. So obviously he's not the greatest person morality wise. Yep. But he's also a hero in so many respects. Mm-hmm. And now he has to spend his time with someone even ickier who's also considered a hero among the Vikings. But he's also doing, you know, it's just this whole mind F. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it all culminates in that moment of like, slice, slice. And I think that's the best. Yeah, definitely our pinnacle moment. Which, by the way, before before we go to the next thing. Um, did you know that, I think, I don't know if it was IGN or Crunchyroll that rated the best episode of the series? Really? Yeah. Well, that, that I, one. The high IMDB. Yeah, like the, yeah. One, the yeah. one episode that put... I love it. Villain Saga on the like, map. Yeah. On the, not, I wouldn't say on the... Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that really stood out from the whole entire season for them. That was like the pinnacle of Villain was that episode when uh, Ashkelat kills the I king. Love, yeah, yes. I think that was they really, had, really cool. No, they were waiting. <laughs> um, ne- next, next or last or whatever you want to call it is my favorite one. Best Drip. Who got the best outfit, best style, whichever you want to call it, for this season? Oh. Oh. So difficult. There's, there, I, it's, it is difficult because I have two answers. One of them, it's like, who has the drippiest design? Yeah. yeah. And who has oh, the coolest okay. closet oh, yeah. <laughs> in the series? Cause I who feel got like, them J's? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like who has the best closet, I think, given mm. is Weirdly enough, I give it to Canute. Yeah, yeah. I think Canute has a really cool closet because he because you get to see him in his little cloak. You get to see him in his cloak. You get Shy. to see him in casual wear at yeah. the bar, and you get to see him in his king outfit, like True. later later in the, like right at the very end. True. So you get to see multiple like multiple fits for Canute, but who has the coolest character design? Mm. I want to give it to Ashkelon. No, oh, I really <laughs> like Ashkelon. His, his style, mother trucker. Dude, the fits, and I think, and you know what made it, what makes that my one hundred percent vote is mm. that I don't remember if it happens in the show. I don't. I don't think it happens in the season because we don't get to see it. But in the intro, when they show Ashkelon and he has the tilted, fucking. King that crown, king crown? Yeah. oh my yeah. god looking dude. like a Torius big cover. it looks like a fucking yeah. uh, dude it's so cool it looks like a gq cover yeah it's so gangster i i, I think he has the best uh yeah. character drip in my opinion i actually like thorfinn's the best because okay. i'm a, i'm obsessed with this idea that comes from like you know anime or cartoons and things where you just have like one outfit because i'm like <laughs> man how much easier would life be if i chose one like real bad outfit yeah real cool style and i got to just wear it every day so yeah. i don't have to do like 18 <laughs> shirts and jeans and oh does that match nah bro i got one cool outfit with the fur <laughs> with the boots with the, the car heart fair and i don't have to work so <laughs> i the love car heart. Yo. oh my god so he I got love, the uggs and the car heart. <laughs> you know x games so i love that it's just like yeah He's just gonna wear one outfit. He has that one. He ain't even gonna change until he gets his revenge. Fair. Just like Kratos. It's crazy because even yeah, even towards the end, he just still has the same outfit. Same outfit. Same fit. Same same rebellious long haircut like he in middle school. Cause tonight will be the night. (laughs) Be the night. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I love that. Love it. Um, Before we wrap up here, you got any particular favorite moment? from season one we can leave these people with favorite moments from season one 
What you got? What you got? What you got? Favorite moment. We already kind of went over a couple of them, but is there any that like there's, you dude, would there's... stand out to that you'd get on a T-shirt? You know. Oh I mean? yeah, the, the Thor's that, death. That's a better question. What's yeah. going, what's going on in your anim- like? We're gonna make a T-shirt for each episode. Like, what's going on <laughs> the T-shirt for this episode? What's going on a T? Yeah, Thor, yeah. Thor's death. With the with the arrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the arrows, with the yeah. arrows, and Thor fell on the ground. That's yeah, what's yeah. Up. I I think that was pinnacle moment. I don't know, dude. If we're putting it on a shirt, yeah, that's probably yeah, the moment. That's the question. That would I be think, the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If if we were to put it on a shirt, yeah, yeah, that would be the. Oh, okay. That would be the one I think. Yeah. Because because I, I don't know because now we're now thinking back to it, having like the scene of Ashkelot slicing the king's head. Yeah. Also, <laughs> a dope moment, dope scene. Um. Yeah, I would say I would say it's a tie between Thor's death. Yeah. And, um. You hearing Thor say, um, "You have no enemies" for the first time. I love it. I think those two, those two. I love it for sure. For sure. What I would put on the shirt is any of the daydreams about um, Vinland, because that's the thing. That's the one that kept me up at night. That I'm just like, I don't care about sleep. I need answers. Like I'll crack (laughs) open the next manga, and I don't care if I am late to work. Yeah, you know, I mm-hmm. need that on a shirt, just like this big feel with the stars. Dude, you know what I mean? It's so nice, and, and it's that. funny because you get to see more of it in season two. Yeah, a little bit more glimpse into it. Season of the two, dream of it. Yeah. yeah, which is really, really, really cool. Really cool. All Love right, that. all right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps everything up today. Yeah, I, I think hope so. you enjoyed this trip to the 11th century with us, <laughs> where yeah. times were tough and meat was scarce. And pause. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for joining us in this uh, first ever episode of Talk No Jutsu Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, first episode was on Vinland Saga. The next one we will be uh, posting soon. And you'll be just keep your eyes out. Keep it out on the keep lookout. Eyes peeled for the socials, etc. Yes, sir. We're going to be cooking up, all right? Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yo!